With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani, flying solo today. Flew solo a couple of times the last couple of weeks, and I don't hate it. Um, like I like I said when I first did this, uh, it's kind of like getting my Colin Cowherd on, just talking and rambling and babbling um, until I decide I don't want to anymore. Um, but I appreciate if you're listening, if you're enjoying this, please give us a follow. You know, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google podcast, give us a follow, add us to the rotation. Um, we're going to have guests. We're probably going to get another co-host here soon, pretty soon, but, but I'm enjoying talking to y'all. I hope you're enjoying listening to me. Um, and if, if you are, please, please add us to your rotation, rate us, review us, um, all that good stuff. All right, back to the game. 33 to 30 victory in overtime for the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm going to try my best to take that game. That was something that made absolutely no sense. And I'm going to try and contextualize it and, and break it down in a way that that seems coherent. So a natural starting point to me feels like when the Vikings trail by 17. Okay. So the first half, whatever. Vikings go right down the field on the opening drive of the game. They score. They're so good at opening drives. They're, they're so good at scripted drives. Um, and, they, and they march right down the field. They score. Um, Justin Jefferson has a, has a huge start to the game. And, and you're thinking, okay, maybe uh, maybe the Vikings are just going to go blow for blow with, with, the, with the Bills. It, no, it doesn't prove to be that way. The Bills immediately come back. They score. They score another touchdown. Kirk Cousins throws an interception. Bills kick a field goal. By the, by the time halftime rolls around, the Vikings, not, not only are they trailing by the time halftime rolls around, because they're down 14, 24 to 10 at that point, when, when the clock strikes zeros and the teams go into the locker room for halftime. They're trailing 24-0, but more than that, Kirk Cousins 
looks out of sorts after looking so good on the opening drive of the game. He started to kind of crumble to the interior pressure um, through one interception that just kind of sailed KJ Osborne. And then shortly after, you know, when the second half begins, he throws another interception to Dane Jackson, where it just looks like he panics and he throws it to right to the defender. It's, it's just, it's a story we've seen time and time again with Kirk Cousins where he gets flustered, he gets pressured, and he kind of crumbles. And like I've said time and time again over the past month, what Kirk Cousins deserves credit for is that when he has made these egregious blunders, something he's done throughout his career, he hasn't let it tilt him in a way where he's ineffective the entire game. Um, and I, I say that, like, I know I said I'd bring it up. I, I kind of use a starting point when the when the Vikings were down 17, but we're just going to talk from the start of the second half on, right? 24 to 10 at halftime. Vikings probably feeling pretty good about themselves independent of the scoreboard. Like, I think the first half was a lot closer than the scoreboard would have indicated the Vikings were down by two touchdowns at that point, uh, but they had played pretty well. They kind of grinded and battled with, with the Buffalo bills and they get the ball back to start the second half. And Kirk throws that interception that I'm talking about where he, he gets pressured and he just kind of chucks it to his left and there's no one there. And he thinks Justin Jefferson's probably going to be there on an out route, but instead J- Dane Jackson is just sitting there in his zone and it's an interception. And like I said, in the past, that would have been it. That would have been the ball game. That would have been it. Kirk Cousins throws that pick. He does pretty much nothing the rest of the game. And the Vikings look anemic on their way to a loss. Who knows how, you know, if this, if this was the Kirk Cousins of old, this could have been a blowout. But like I said, he deserves credit. He's He's gotten over that hump this year as a quarterback, and he's found ways to bounce back from these injuries or these moments throughout a game not injuries but moments throughout a game where where you look at him and you're like okay well what are you doing there now he's moved forward and he's able to respond he's able to show some resiliency so that trend continues the vikings go down 17 like i said that's late in the third quarter so third quarter hasn't been kind of the vikings at all this year Defense actually played very, very well in the third quarter on Sunday. And when the Vikings needed a big play, when Kirk Cousins was kind of floundering, kind of imploding into himself, even though we'll talk more about it later, he deserves credit for for the bounce back. It wasn't Kirk Cousins who started the rally. It was Dalvin Cook. It was Dalvin Cook's 81-yard touchdown run. The Vikings allow a field goal to the Bills to go down 17. The Vikings get the ball back with about 150 left in the third. First play from scrimmage, Dalvin Cook takes it 81 yards to the house, 10-point game. That sparked everything. From there on, it was like, okay, it's a two-score game. The Vikings have been in this position before. They've shown the ability to come back in the fourth quarter. And I think that touchdown run kind of helped the Vikings kind of bring some sort of belief back. Um, The Vikings ended up 
intercepting Josh Allen on the ensuing drive. The drive itself took darn near six minutes off the clock. Um, but the Vikings bend don't break kind of defensive style finally came to fruition again after kind of struggling throughout the first half. They definitely bent when when Josh Allen marched right down the field on that 13-play drive, um, but they didn't break. They intercepted him in the end zone, stopped Buffalo from even throwing or for even getting any points. Uh, no, no field goal, kept it a 10-point game um, on fourth and two. Sean McDermott decides to go for it after marching all the way down the field with 10 minutes left in the fourth. Um, not only did the Bills not get it, Patrick Peterson intercepts a pass in the end zone. And that's when the game kind of went wild. From there on out, it, it was just kind of a blur. I, I think you look at this game and everything that kind of went into this game at that point. The Vikings get the ball back on that interception and they march down the field kind of a healthy dose of there's a lot of KJ Osborne today, um, but Kirk cousins converts a big third down. He converts a big fourth down. Again, this is down 10 points as the fourth quarter is ticking away. So the Vikings need a score on this drive. Um, He spreads the ball around. Like I said, KJ Osborne gets a lot of the targets and receptions TJ Hawkinson had a big fourth down conversion. Adam Thielen had a big 21 yard reception. Um, the Vikings get all the way down. Kirk Cousins scrambles, picks up the first down, gets down to the Buffalo three, and CJ Ham pump punches it in. Greg Joseph misses the extra point there with, with about four minutes left in the game. So the Vikings stood it on three for a potential game tying field goal, now down four. The Bills go three and out on the next possession, and the Vikings get the ball back. Like, less than a minute runs off the clock, or or a little more than a minute runs off the clock for for this Bills possession. And the Vikings get the ball back, trailing by four. At that point, it's 27-23, to with 3.26 left in the game. They get the ball at their own 24-yard line, needing to go the length of the field, needing a touchdown because Greg Joseph missed that extra point. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And let's just fast forward to the biggest play of the game. The the play that everyone's talking about, the play that if you've made it 20 minutes into this podcast, you're wondering why I haven't spoken about it yet. It's because I wanted to give it its proper shine. Fourth and 18. Like I said, it's the ball game. The Vikings are down four. If, if they don't convert the 4th and 18, the game is most likely over. Um, I think the Vikings had a couple of timeouts at that point, um, but the two-minute warning had just hit. Um, if, if they don't pick up the first down, just let's call the game over. 4th and 18 from their own 27. Kirk Cousins drops back to pass, and credit to him because, like I said, in the past, 
he, he's unwilling to, to take shots downfield when, when the game isn't going his way, he's unable to kind of shift his brain from, okay, let's rinse that play. And we got to move on to the next one. He did that fourth and 18 from their own 27, chucked the ball down the deep right side of the sideline. Justin Jefferson's there with a Buffalo Bills defender draped all over him. And Justin Jefferson puts his arm up in the air and plucks the ball out of the heavens and comes down with it in a play that I've watched 10, 15 times. And it still does not make sense to me how Justin Jefferson was able to corral this ball one-handed with a defender draped all over him. And Justin Jefferson was not only able to haul it in, but make sure the ball did not touch the ground at any point. Not at no point in the reception did did the other hand come for the ball for Justin Jefferson. All of it was done one-handed with a defender draped on his back. Everyone remembers the Odell Beckham catch that basically made him famous. This was that with someone on his back. It was the ca- the best catch I've ever seen in my entire life. And it came at such a consequential moment. Fourth and 18 from the 27. Like I said, if they don't get that, the game is over. Instead, Justin Jefferson hauls in, which 100% will be the catch of the year. I, I don't see what's what's going to pass that. He hauls that in, and all of then all of a sudden, the, the, the Vikings have new life. They go from fourth and 18 at their own 27 to first and 10 at, at the Bills 41 because Justin Jefferson went superhuman for a few seconds. From there, they they march all the way back down the field. From the 41, Kirk Cousins throws to Adam Thielen for nine yards. Unnecessary roughness on the Bills. Bumps the Vikings all the way up to the Bills 17. Kirk Cousins throws to Justin Jefferson for 14 yards. That's all the way down to the Bills three-yard line. Kirk Cousins actually gets sacked on 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 the ensuing play incomplete on the next play after that, and then throws what looks to be a touchdown to Justin Jefferson. And you're thinking, okay, less than a minute to go. The Vikings won the game. Officials go back and review the play. Justin Jefferson was down at the one-yard line. So the the Vikings are facing a fourth and goal with 56 seconds left in the game, trailing 27 to 23. You follow? Down by four points. They're at a fourth and goal situation from the one inch line because Buffalo also got called for an offside on the, on the play. They QB sneak up the middle. Kirk cousins comes up short 50 seconds left in the game. The Vikings turn the ball over on downs. They're down by four. You're thinking, all right, that was it. Great game for the Vikings. They at least proved that they were, some sort of a contender, but they came up short because they came up short of the end zone on fourth and goal. And they're going to lose by four. It was 27 to 23 at that point. I even fired off a a tweet at that point. What a game. We know the Vikings are a very good football team. We no longer have to question that. That was a concession tweet. The game is over. The Bills are going to win. The Vikings are going to drop to 7-2. and two, And people are going to question them. But I think at that point, they had done enough to prove that they are to be taken seriously. 
probably silly of me to tweet that because on the very next play, again, the Vikings failed to convert from the one inch line. Basically, let's call it that you could not have put the football any closer um, without putting it on the actual goal line, without breaking the plane of the goal line. So when they don't get that fourth down conversion, Buffalo takes over at the one inch, one inch line, having to go 99 yards, whatever the other way. They just want to kill the clock, but they can't take a knee because if you take a knee, it's a safety. Um, there was some talk online that the Bills should have taken a safety in this moment, which I think is wholly ridiculous. The Bills were down by the Bills were up by four. If they take a safety with one minute left in the game, they then have to kick the ball back to the Vikings, only leading by two, where then you can lose with a field goal. They don't take the safety. They QB sneak just trying to gain any sort of yards with their 6'5", 235-pound quarterback who is an eight more alien than human, thinking, we'll QB sneak it up the middle, we'll give ourselves some breathing room, and then after that we'll run the clock dry. It doesn't work like that. Instead, Josh Allen fumbles the snap at the one-inch line. He, he doesn't corral it. Never at once it was in his hands in full possession. And Eric Kendrick falls on the ball in the end zone. I thought it was a safety upon first glance because of how chaotic it was. Looked like the Vikings got a good push. Um, Josh Allen never broke the, never never got out of the end zone and it looked like it was going to be a safety. You look deeper and the Vikings are on the football in the end zone. Eric Kendricks walks away with the football in the end zone. It's a touchdown. The Vikings lead 30 to seven. Wild, crazy, never seen anything like that in my life. But of course, they leave too much time for Josh Allen. He goes right down the field again, and they kick a field goal and send it to overtime, where the Vikings ultimately prevail. In overtime, Kirk Cousins throws one more dime to to, to Justin Jefferson. Um, again, I can't I can't say enough about Kirk Cousins. He was so so good when the Vikings needed him to be like, like he has been all season. And he was again in overtime. The Vikings won the toss. A couple of Dalvin cook runs. Kirk cousins passed to Justin Jefferson. Kirk cousins comes up big on third down. Kind of. It's, it's more of a, actually he never faced a third down. The, 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 the play I'm talking about is second and 22 Vikings get bailed out by an you know by a pass interference penalty on the Bills. I say bailed out because they were in a unfavorable situation. It was pass interference. Um, then they get all the way to the goal line, thanks to a Kirk Cousins dime to Justin Jefferson for 24 yards, and they don't score. They get sacked. They kick a field goal. They're up 33 to 30 at that point, which spoiler alert was the final score. But the Bills get the ball back. If they score a touchdown, they win. If they kick a field goal, they tie, and maybe the game ends in a tie. They get all the way down to the to the Vikings' 20-yard line in the red zone, in position to at least kick a field goal to tie the game, and Josh Allen throws in one, his second interception of the game. To Patrick Peterson in the end zone, Peterson takes the ball out, slides about at the 7-yard line, and the Vikings win. It's a walk-off interception for Patrick Peterson. The Vikings win what 
I will consider to be the craziest regular season game I've ever seen in my life. And I hope that breakdown made some semblance of sense because the game itself did not. I will have to go back and rewatch it to kind of fully feel the roller coaster that was this game. But when we come back, we'll break down kind of the three craziest moments of the game kind of at more like in more depth, you know, ad nauseum. Um, I gave you the play by play. I did my best to kind of contextualize the game as a whole. Um, in our final segment, we'll break down, you know, the three craziest plays, how they happened, what they mean. Um, and then we'll push forward and in, into next week where the eight and one Vikings will host the Dallas Cowboys. Um, we'll, we'll more on everything like that when we come back. 